0: coming up on the get lean e clean podcast
1: so the first approach to having a good night's sleep is take some sunlight directly outside from the sun in the morning between 5am and 8am because the light a di- the spectrum of light at that specific time will create release of hormones into in in melanopsin which is uh, the, the receptors in your eyes will create this release of hormones that will m- make you go to sleep, which is melatonin. At the end of the day, it initiates sleep, but it is completely depending on having sunlight in the morning.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean, E Clean podcast. I'm Brian Grin, and I'm here to give you actionable tips to get your body back to what it once was 5, 10, even 15 years ago. Each week, I'll give you an in-depth interview with a health expert from around the world to cut through the fluff and get you long-term sustainable results. This week, I interview Dr. Don Vega. Dr. Vega is a registered dietitian, strength and conditioning specialist, and lifestyle mentor based in Costa Rica with more than 24 years of health education experience. As the founder of the wellness brand Philosophy, he established his business with one vision in mind, reversing metabolic disease through a fit, happy, and healthy society. We discussed his new book, The Science of Losing Weight, along with the problems with traditional diets, the importance of sleep, fixing circadian rhythm to lose weight, three steps to reprogram your mind, and his one tip to get your body back to what it once was. Really enjoyed my interview with Dr. Don Vega. I know you will too. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show all right welcome to the get lean eat clean podcast my name is brian grin and i have dr donald vega on the show welcome
1: hi brian i'm really really honored to be here and and really happy to share some of the information and contribute to your great mission
0: yeah thanks for coming on um i'm excited to have you on you're from uh, costa rica that's right and uh, all those books in your background have you read all those books
1: Yes. And those <laughs> wow. are probably half of what I have because I also have Kindle and Audible. Mm. Uh, you know, sometimes the convenience of having the information quickly, because I'm here in Costa Rica and, and many of the books that I need to order are from the U.S. So it will take a couple of weeks to come. And sometimes I hear about a book that I want to read immediately or hear about immediately. So most of them are in in uh, digital format which is I, i'd love to i'd love to have them in in, in paperback so i could have them signed up by the, the oh, author which okay. is one of my goals but
0: yeah <laughs> and do you have a favorite book
1: oh uh, yeah mostly the ones on the mind psycho cybernetics i would say is one of them mm. the other one is um the power of your subconscious mind by dr joseph murphy and also from uh, I would say teaches about life it's a uh, think and grow rich which has many of the principles that apply to everything not just for for money making but for everything so yeah many of of our interventions have uh, basis on those books that I just mentioned
0: and you have a organization a company called philosophy right? Now, is that we are seeing, are you seeing patients day in, day out through that in Costa Rica?
1: Okay. Uh, it all started with my mom back in 20, well, 2001, when she reversed type two diabetes after four months of doing low carb, which I didn't actually know it was low carb that she was doing. I just learned about it through a book, uh, we can talk about it later. and. At that time, I was a personal trainer and I was studying nutrition, which was great because I hadn't sealed my mind on the concepts. So I learned very early in my career that everything that I was being taught in nutrition school was not going to work for most people. And then I started seeing patients and what I would offer my clients was uh, if they would hire me, we would do three to four hours every week of exercise on a gym, and then they would need to commit to two hours of education where I would bring to their houses a a screen, a video beam, my computer, and I would teach them about all these principles that we're going to talk about.
0: Mm.
1: And then uh, my scope was very small because I could only see one or two patients every day because my appointments used to last between five and six hours so as you can imagine i could only see one or two and when i saw two persons on one single day was very very tiring for me and then i came to this realization where i was teaching people the exact same thing all the time different people same information so it dawned on me that why don't i create a classroom where i can teach all this to as many people as I can. So we created this classroom of 40 people, and then we founded uh, Philosophy, which at that time, before the existence of Philosophy, I would only focus on education, not the follow up, because I am a more right, uh, right brain individual, which, as you may know, we are focused on on concepts and not necessarily a structure the following up. And, you know, the, the system was very effective for half the population, because, mm. you know, they're dividing right, right brain, left brains, and with left brains, they, I think they almost felt like, okay, I, now I have all this information, I'm on the top of a cliff, and, and I'm about to be pushed. And what, what will, I, will I do? Mm. When I realized that we started with uh, education on one hand, and then I hired nutritionists, which in Costa Rica are the equivalent of registered dietitians in the US. We go through all the education, when, then we have to go through the hospitals and all that. And they would take care of follow-up, and I would be in charge of education. So we moved the system into two different branches that complement each other because it's this is, the, there's one that's right hand, uh, brain, which is concepts and information. And now you understand how, but also the follow-up. So people have some structure and they can adhere to and then have success. So we found that, we founded a class in 2017 and we have four clinics. Now, after the pandemic, we moved from a classroom to a uh, virtual sessions that were recorded before the pandemic. And we had them at that point because we couldn't see any more people in the ca- classroom. Thank God we had all the information in a system and we put it a, on an uh, education platform where people can access now. They go through the exact same system before they start the follow-up. They need to understand and go through five hours of classes that are in, in recorded. They used to have them in a the classroom. Now they have it record recorded and then they start with their Nutritionists, and they have a follow-up for two months, three, four, five, six months. We have four clinics and I'm still in charge of all the education and they are in charge of the follow-up. We have eight in nutritionists working for, for the company now.
0: Wow. That's great. That yeah. is great. Yeah. Quite the accomplishment. And uh, you wrote the book, uh, The Science of Losing Weight. And did you base that book around the principles that are taught in philosophy? Yes. Yeah.
1: You know, it's not like the system was created from the very beginning. I started adding different elements that, as I told you, I am more of a concept guy who, once I see something works and is scientifically based, I don't have any problem on implementing it. So if I see something works individually and, you know, people have success doing that, let's say, for example, sleep when you, you know the the great scientists that studied sleep, they show that people reverse type 2 diabetes, they get better mood and you know they have energy, and they can build more muscle mass. I see that as an element that has to be included in a system, and then also if you go to electromagnetism, where uh you have these free electrons coming from the earth and you have access to them. And, you know, the people that study that, they show how people reverse some uh, diseases. And that part also has to be in in the system. So I started adding these as a a toolbox that ended up being 10 different uh, keys of health. That's what we call it. And that's what we teach our patients. So the book is basically the course that we put our patients through to make them achieve their goals in a way that is not like a course, but is divided in different chapters. And and I put stories of different patients that achieved success with that specific element, although they also have to incorporate all the system to make it a full success. And yeah, that's what the book is about. I start with uh, the motivation of writing it, why I came to, the purpose that we have in, in in philosophy, which is to promote a healthy, happy, and 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 free society to reverse metabolic disease, and you can do that. We have a firsthand experience that we can do that. So that's what the first part of the book is. Then I go into a little bit of the story behind of why we are eating the way we are eating and then we immediately move into the mind um, we go and you know by losing weight people think that that the book starts with a, a diet which is not in this case because 86.5 percent of the elements that are needed for success are mental so I couldn't start something. With other than the most important element, which is the mind, so it starts with the mind, and then the, then we go in and move into the other elements.
0: Yeah. No, I love that because, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, the power of thought. Like, what what are ty- What are, what is uh, what are the things that you see that come up? Like the self sabotage um, that gets in people's ways <laughs> to prevent them from you know reaching their health goals. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, I just as we were talking before we started. I just presented at KetoCon, and the topic of my uh, talk was what is self-sabotage and how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And it is a topic seldom talked about. You know, people want to focus on mechanics, and they want to know how to do something, but the reality is that most people, once they start, they tend to fail, and they don't know why. And the reason why this talk was a success is because it connected in an inner level with people, with the stories of our patients that we have discovered that prevent them from achieving their goals. And once they, once, because this, this is what happened. I used to, uh, before we implemented a lot of the mind thing into our system, I used to have these one or two calls every week with patients that were not achieving their goals or were not advancing the way they wanted. And I found myself always talking about the same thing, the mindset. So I said, okay, if this is a constant, I need to address that before they begin. And then we've uh, focused a lot of the uh, these education sessions to the mind thing. And once they understand that, they start to move faster. So yeah, definitely the, the mind is is where I would say is the the primary factor for success, definitely.
0: And once you get once you talk about the mind, I, I noticed you here just looking at some of the highlights of the book, neonutrition. What what is neonutrition all about?
1: Neonutrition is a combination of many different um, philosophies of nutrition. And first, I need to say that we can't start with diet. The word diet is associated with a bad outcome, with a bad process, with a painful process. And once we as human beings start doing something that is painful for us, Eventually, our subconscious mind is going to deviate us from the track because we, we as a survival uh, technique, we we won't be facing pain very long. So, if you start doing a diet, the the keto diet, the carnivore diet, the whatever diet, you are basically signing up for failure. So, uh, the focus that we put on nutrition is first mindset, knowing people that they won't be doing a diet. And once they understand that, then we show them all the systems that I know we and and by, by trial and error and applying them on myself and patients, I I found that we're very successful. So they are anti-inflammatory. So it has a lot of elements that make it anti-inflammatory, antifungal as well. Uh, Anti-aging, it's keto, whenever people want to go that way, or low-carb or carnivore. Those are the three one we specialize in, so people can choose on any of those three. Uh, we make it intuitive, so we don't count any calories. We don't do any measurements. We're not uh, weighting protein. And, you know, we want to release people from all that stress, and it happens to be the way we used to do it because uh in the past we didn't measure anything that we were eating it was just intuition and once you discover that you're not able to find your intuition because there's a lot of noise coming from uh you know sugar going up and down all the time once you remove that and you make sugar blood sugar stable then the noise goes away and then you can find okay I'm really hungry because I'm hungry not because I'm having a a sugar crash. So, making that differentiation, we use uh, also gluten free. We use um, uh, intermittent fasting and mind food, which is another one where we focus uh, on a lot of the nutrients that are making our brains very powerful. That's neonutrition.
0: Okay. Yeah. I like the name. I mean, you're right. I mean, a diet is something that you think of when you think of diets, you think of things that you come off and on and off right like yeah you, you're more implementing obviously lifestyle changes right and, yeah, and the
1: primary focus of of our interve- intervention is knowing that 98 of efforts to lose weight with diet fail you know ethically i couldn't put anyone on a diet because i know they are going to fail so what what are those aspects that make a diet fail it's because you associate pain to that. You have to be counting calories, and most people uh, approach a diet as a as a process, temporary process to lose weight. And once they lose the weight they wanted to lose, they relax, they lean back, and say, "Okay, great, I achieved the goal. Now I can go back to what I was eating before." But people need to understand that this is a law that you can't break. You either use it or you face it and face it. And 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 hit it. Which is if you go back to your old habits, you're gonna go back to your old weight. There's no way that you can keep your progress if you uh, don't keep permanent permanent efforts. And by efforts, I don't mean like you know killing yourself. It's just adopting new habits. And once you have that habit, it's not gonna be uh, harder than any other thing that you find easy for you to do. And I always. Teach people with this, which I love, which is uh, if you want to have constant results, then you have to be adding energy to the system. But once you stop the energy into the system, the results will stop inevitably. So, yeah.
0: Mm. And you also talk about, we talked about sleep, some of the stra- What are some of the strategies that you implement regarding sleep? Because we all know that's probably like the number one pillar. <laughs> one, of, one of the number one pillars for health is optimal sleep.
1: Yeah, I would say it's the is the most important one, in my view. And light, which is the element that makes our sleep cycles and our circadian rhythm in terms of the sleep cycle. Light has influence in 46% of our brain cells, and food only has influence on 6% of our brain cells. So can you imagine the difference on influencing to this massive organ that decides everything and manages everything in your in your life and in your body? So sleep, uh, there are many, many techniques that we teach people, but some are supplements like magnesium you can use, you can use also GABA, which is gamma amino butyric acid to calm down the system. But the, the, the primary focus is do everything naturally. So the first approach to having a good night's sleep is take some sunlight directly outside from the sun in the morning between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. Because the light, a di- the spectrum of light at that specific time will create Release of hormones into in in melanopsin, which is uh, the the receptors in your eyes, will create this release of hormones that will m- make you go to sleep, which is melatonin. At the end of the day, it initiates sleep, but it is completely depending on having sunlight in the morning. So that's one of the re- uh, one of the uh, of the techniques. The other one is it has been shown that when people are not able to go to sleep immediately after they go to bed and it takes them let's say an hour it is because the mind is constantly thinking about past experiences or anxious about future experiences let's say tomorrow what's going to happen this week or what happened today or what happened last week and it has been shown that by just taking a pad and a pencil and writing down everything that you are worried about. It releases your brain from that tension and it takes half the time to fall asleep if if you do this. So that's another one. Of course, breathing deeply diaphragmatically is another one where you calm down your your sympathetic nervous system is going to go down, meaning that your stress Firefly response, if it is up, you're going to bring it down. And it's very effectively done by some uh, diaphragmatic deep breathing through the nose. Uh, Another one is meditation. Another one is hugging. It's incredible what a hug can cause in terms of neuroplasticity. So hugging and giving thanks at the end of the day, like in a prayer, for example, or you don't practice praying, but just saying thank you and hugging your family. We have a ritual. I have a a seven year year old son and my wife and I always read him a story in the night. Uh, Einstein Einstein said, if you want to have brilliant kids, read them a story. If you want to have a kid that is more brilliant, then read them more stories. Mm -hmm. So I, I read him a couple of stories and then we hug, we thank And, you know, the the system goes down just by hugging. It's incredible what what you can do Mm. with a 12-second hug, somebody you love. Yeah. Those are some of the techniques.
0: That's great tips. Yeah. And uh, I know you mentioned before, and I wanted to go back to it, about electromagnetic changes and how they can keep you from losing weight. I'm curious um, what are your thoughts around that.
1: Okay. So inflammation, as you may have heard a thousand times, is behind every single, almost every single disease that we're suffering from, uh, including obesity, which is currently considered a disease of inflammation. And this disease of inflammation has to do with the area in the brain where leptin makes its way from the blood in the rest of the body to the blood in the brain. When you have inflammation, this area if we could put it in a way that everybody understands it's closed, so the leptin won't make it inside of them. And leptin is completely necessary for your system to release a, a cofactor that goes into the thyroid and tells the thyroid to convert the, uh, the, the thyroid hormones that make you release excess energy in the form of Free heat, as, and, and just to put it in some perspective, uh, many people may be familiar with hypothyroidism. These people are always overweight and are always cold, they are not able to produce any heat. Uh, contrary to hyperthyroidism, where people are completely slim and they are always hot all the time, that's because they have the accelerator or heat-creating system in their bodies is completely turned on in the case of hyperthyroidism, and it is turned off in the case of hypothyroidism. There are many reasons why you can be hypothyroid, or or suffer from hypothyroidism. But one of them being that your leptin is not able to go into the system, uh, or, or the...
0: Leptin you know, resistance. The, the, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, leptin resistance. And that's due to inflammation. So that's one, it's just one... One of the uh, associations that you can make to earthing, grounding, electromagnetism. So when we're exposed to electromagnetic pollution coming from cell phones, coming from the Wi-Fi in the computer, coming from the Wi-Fi in your house, coming from towers that are repeating the signal for cells, cell phones and, and many other you know the the Bluetooth, the, the 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 smart the smartwatch, many things that contribute to this electromagnetic pollution. Then you are losing, your body is losing electrons, and whenever you lose electrons, your inflammation levels start to go up. Okay, if you are inflamed to begin with, and you're not able to lose weight because you have high levels of inflammation, and you're exposed to all this electromagnetic pollution. Which means that one of the ways also the insulin resistance is in as one of the causes, but this leptin resistance won't get any better if you keep in the same environment. So what you do is whenever you control this, for example, I keep this away from my body all the time. I don't use any. Uh, you know, it might be seen as extreme. The smart but wa- I don't use sm- any smartwatches, yeah. and also when I go outside, I do it on a barefoot. Uh, in, or uh, I allow myself at least one hour where I'm bare feet outside, mm-hmm. because what happens is the environment or, or the atmosphere releases a lot of lightning during the day, like 80 million every day around the earth, which transfers electrons from the atmosphere into the ground. And it happens to be that whenever you are barefoot, it it has to be barefoot. You, whenever you get in contact with the earth, you start getting these electrons from wherever they are in more concentration to the place they are least concentrated to the point where they get into an equilibrium. You know, that's just nature. And whenever you do that, you start to integrate a lot of electrons into your system and electrons immediately start to lower inflammation levels at a molecular level. So So that's one of the reasons how you can help the system to lose weight if you... Because for many people, this might not be an issue. It could be sleep or it could be exercise. But, you know... The point is that whenever you take everything that is in, involved into success, in this case, then there's no way you can fail because you're taking every step necessary to to achieve that, and you take you, you control that. So one of those is electromagnetism, which uh, you when know recently you- has become very very important.
0: How did you get into? To, I mean, obviously, I've had a few people on my podcast. Uh, what was it Carrie Bennett? Um, we've talked about this. She's like really into there's, you know, there's certain individuals. Have, did you get influenced to to talk about electromagnetic changes in the environment? Was there something that sort of sparked you to put this in the book or to put it in your program?
1: Oh, yeah. I studied from O Becker and his books, which is the scientific proof of how this is happening. There's also a great a youtube uh, documentary that you can see it's it's free on youtube it's called uh, resonance beings of frequency where they explain very simply what is going on and how all these electromagnetic frequencies are contributing to to you know health issues so yeah and by the way there's another way that i i do it and there are many products that are sold that you can put on on your on your bed for example when when you're sleeping you are grounded Mm -hmm. and i practice cold thermogenesis i just did that for 30 minutes this morning where i put a bathtub with water and ice i put 90 pounds of ice before i buy my chiller which i will so i don't have to be you know, making ice and then putting in and yeah. then getting all the water back to the freezer and waiting three days until it's ready. Uh I have a cable, it's on, on my backyard. This bathtub, it's on my backyard. And whenever I do that, I have a uh copper cable coming off the ground and the other end is inside the water. So every time I'm I'm doing cold thermogenesis, which is 30 minutes that I put myself into this cold that, water.
0: That's a long time.
1: I'm, I'm grounded at the same time <laughs> yeah. that I am exercising this cold therapy and I'm facing the sunlight in the morning. So I have three different things at the same time.
0: 30 minutes. That's a long 30 time. 30 minutes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a That's a 10 degree Celsius, which is not that cold considering there's, People that do it at five or six, and if I get the chiller, I could be doing it at five or six degrees. Um, if I do it really early in the morning where the water is not that hot because of the sun, I can get to eight to nine degrees uh, Celsius, which is around 50 to 47 uh, Fahrenheit degrees, degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I have actually. Uh, I got a cold plunge in my house. <laughs> okay. I'm familiar with that? What brand yeah. is
1: that? Did you make it yourself or?
0: No, no. Uh, I I bought one. I've uh, had it for almost probably two years now. Okay. Yeah, it's called Renew Therapy, um, and company out of California. So okay. Um. And do you yeah. have the unit
1: that that cools the water and yeah. filters it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's my next step, and I'm yeah. buying also a. Um, infrared sauna to having my, in my outside place. Yeah. Oh,
0: very nice. Yeah. Uh, you also, let's talk a little bit more about some of the key principles in the book. Um, hydration. Yeah. You know, people talk about just consuming water, but hydration is more than that. Maybe get into a little bit about hydration and how that can optimize, um, you know, health.
1: Oof, this is a huge, huge topic. Coming from, or beginning with digestion. If you're not hydrated, then you're not able to produce enough hydrochloric acid. And the hydrochloric acid, which is produced in, by the, I don't know the name in English, but in Spanish, is the parietal cells, parietal, I guess. Okay. Cells, what they do in the mucosa of the, inside of the stomach what they do is they produce hydrochloric acid to one side and they they and then they produce uh a uh what is it called um uh an alkaline contra or contra molecule to the inside of your system which is in the blood so Mm. to the outside which is you know, the digestive system is considered outside of our system. To the outside, you you pour uh, hydrochloric acid, and to the inside, you put uh, an alkaline uh, substance that will alkalinize the, the blood in the system. Uh, have you heard of alkaline water, where, where that's something you do from outside the water, but you do that in the system. Sure. So if you're not fully hydrated, you compromise your ability to produce hydrochloric acid, and at the same time not just going to the digestive tract, which can mean some problems because if you're not producing enough hydrochloric acid, then the proteins are not fully digested to the point where they can pass to the next phase of the digestive system. And if they come molecules that are too long to to the small bowel, the first part of the small bowel, the system or our immune system interprets that they are foreign objects that are here to attack us like a virus or bacteria or a parasite. Mm. So you become hyper reactive to foods that you're not supposed to just because you're not producing enough hydrochloric acid. And this is because you're constantly or chronically dehydrated. That's in the, in, in the digestive part at the same time, if your body becomes too acidic it has been shown that it promotes inflammation. And we have our own system to make our pH, which is the measure of acidity and alkalinity, a balance, which is this production of of, uh, alkaline substances at the same time that you produce hydrochloric acid. So if you don't have that amount of water to allow this production of hydrochloric acid, at the same time, you're not producing... that big of amount of um, uh, alkaline molecules that can balance inside of your body. So it has many repercussions. Also, if you're not, uh, or if you are chronically chronically dehydrated, your your large bowel tends to uh, hold the fecal matter longer and you become, uh, or you suffer from constipation that's one of the reasons why people suffer from constipation so for example you're a golfer right mm-hmm. and if you go out and play a round of 18 holes and you're drinking you're not drinking enough water you might get to the end of the day feeling constipated oh this is where i haven't gone to the bathroom and w- uh, the next day when you go to the bathroom you feel that like you pass those feces and are harder and more difficult to pass and that's because of the dehydration from the prior day, where you were, uh, you know, golfing outside and very at a very hot and humid environment. So we need to have a constant supply of water. Also, water is completely necessary for for muscle contraction, to transmission of electromagnetic energy in the mitochondria. There are many, many reasons why you need water. You know, it's, it's not just. And it's hot, uh, and and, and, yeah.
0: and sorry, It's not just water, right? I mean, I would assume you know, especially if you're sweating a lot, and you're also if you if you're teaching obviously a low, more of a low carb approach. Yeah, um, sodium's important. Replaces Absolutely, sodium through you know.
1: Yeah, and the the body, the our system or our body needs a concentration of three hundred parts per million of total uh, dissolved solutes in the water, because that's the blood, that's the concentration you have in the blood. Whenever you take in water that is lower than that, your body is gonna get rid of it because the body cannot dilute itself. So the the worst example could be somebody who's running a marathon and they're giving a lot of water, plain water, Mm -hmm. and because that water is, of course, lowering concentration, then the blood, the the system starts to release that water and sodium goes with it. And they suffer from hyponitremia, which is over hydration, but with bad water, which is not highly concentrated. So the point is that you need something that is around 300 parts per million. How can you know if something is 300 parts per million? If you take reverse health, reverse Osmosis water. Mm-hmm. Reverse osmosis is a clearing or, or or a cleaning system that takes the water and removes everything that is bad, but also removes everything that is good. What you can do is you can get some uh, sea salt or Himalayan salt and put a pinch of that in a liter of water, and you're about to get 300 parts per million. But if you're doing low carb, if you're doing carnivore, or if you are doing uh, keto, where the channels that release sodium from the uh, from your kidneys to the outside of the bo- of the wo- of the body are open, and you're constantly releasing sodium. You need to take in more sodium than just the pinch of salt into a liter of water, which is around two and a half teaspoons of sea salt every day, just to stay in balance if you're doing uh, keto or low carb or carnivore. But also if you are an athlete and you are doing exercise outside on a sunny day in a very humid environment, you are dehydrating yourself as well. So you need to take probably, I would say between one and two more teaspoons of salt just to keep yourself in balance. How can you know if you're not in balance, you are with headaches, you might feel dizzy if you're uh, lying down and you sit or whenever you're sitting and you stand up and you start to feel dizzy, that's one of the signs. You can also be uh, have constipation. You can also have uh, leg cramps. You know, some things that can show you you need more sodium.
0: Yeah, those are great points because, yeah, like you said, you know, if you're eliminating processed foods and you're going to like a whole food diet, you know, um, and low carb and your insulin's low, things like this, like your kidneys will excrete sodium yeah. at an increased yeah. rate, like you mentioned. So you gotta, you gotta up that sodium. Um, I've heard like four to six grams of daily sodium would be.
1: Yeah. Would be uh, that's low. exactly because of the, uh, chemical formula of, of salt, of sodium chloride, they're not 50, 50. So to get, five grams of sodium, you would need like 12.5 grams of salt. Mm. Uh, that's right. why you need that big of amount because you need at the end, you need this, these five grams. And as I said, if you were exercising outside and you're sweating a lot, you're going to need more and you need to, to figure it out. Also, by the way, with, when we we're talking about nutrition, I can't forget, I can't believe I forgot. clean eating, which is, what you're doing. <laughs> uh, that's very important. And we base our system, you know, we t- sometimes people say, oh, it's, uh, I, I'm not going to do keto because it is very expensive. You know, what? No, 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 no. People have this crazy idea that eating keto, it's just uh, focusing on desserts that are keto, breath that are keto. And what I tell them is, no, everything you need to stay keto, if you're not going to do it clean, which is what we recommend, you need To have access to a farmer's market, a butcher, and a fish market. That's all you need. You can make it with that. And you don't need any processed foods because people think that keto is moving themselves from processed crap foods to keto processed foods. And that's not not ideal. That's what we see. When people go that route, they just don't, don't get any better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Eating foods that expire quickly, (laughs) right. That don't, if you could avoid boxes and barcodes and um, foods in cans, I mean, but you know, some of that, it can be doable, right? Like it's, you gotta be realistic. Uh, uh, But on the other hand, yeah. I mean, if, if, if single ingredient foods, or if there's less than six ingredients, on the label that's a good place to start and you can right. pronounce, you and you can pronounce those ingredients you can pronounce them exactly yeah, yeah. uh excellent and your book is the science of losing weight and right. um learn all about the factors that influence weight loss and how to control them forever love right. the title it's great and you? uh you can find it what on Amazon and and
1: yes on Amazon and I'm currently working with a publisher to say that we have distributed in in bookstores but
0: excellent and just
1: currently we have it on on Kindle and on paperback on Amazon yeah
0: and i i'll ask you this question i normally ask uh everyone that comes on the podcast if you were going to give one tip to let's say a middle-aged individual uh male or female and they're looking to get their body back to what it once was what what one tip would you give them if you had to well, pick one a really, yeah if you had to yeah, pick one
1: that's, that's a really good one uh, i would i would start with the mind and this is the reason why i have a book out in the back it's called molecules of emotion it is written by kandas She almost uh is awarded the nobel prize for medicine and science um And the power of this book is that, as the title suggests, Molecules of Emotion is what she discovered. She discovered that whenever you are having a thought that is internalized as an emotion, that emotion corresponds to a molecule, okay? And this molecule, it used to be thought that only acted locally at the uh, level of the brain. But what she discovered is that we have receptors for every molecule that we produce in every cell of the body. Okay, and I always tell people this when they say I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I am not. I, I feel like I, I do everything by the book, and I am stuck. And they, they say it with emotion. This is this is the the danger. What she proves is whenever you state something, especially with high levels of emotion, you are creating those molecules and you are telling the rest of your body to change their DNA that's called epigenetics, to change their DNA and express that reality. That's the basis of uh, mind-body medicine right there in that book. So when somebody is saying, I'm stuck, and they say with emotion, what they are producing for tomorrow is that same experience that they are sitting today, and they will experience that tomorrow. And of course, tomorrow they are going to be stuck, and they will repeat to themselves, I'm stuck. So what happens is that until you break that cycle and you start fooling yourself, You define reality and telling yourself, I'm starting a new process right now. It won't happen today. Probably it's not going to happen tomorrow. But in the next two or three days, you will start, if you are consistent with that line of thought, you will start to create that reality because those emotions are the ones that you are programming in the rest of your system. It has been proven. So it has been proven. Sorry. So. Not just think about it, but create an image where you where it corresponds to your desired outcome and start focusing on it every day. What we do and we tell our patients is put an alarm that goes off every hour. And whenever you wherever you are, whatever you're doing, stop and take a minute to remind yourself of, of that image and feel those feelings. And until you you break that cycle and you start moving your mind into this other uh, utopia direction, it is until that moment that you will eventually start to uh, experience that. And, of course, you need the mechanics. Because I early on the podcast, I told you 86.5% is mental and only 13.5% is mechanics. And, of course, you need the mechanics. And find somebody who can help you, who can guide you, who have done it themselves, because that way way they can teach you the right way. And then there you have all the aspects you need to success.
0: Love that. Start with the mind. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Start with
1: why. There's actually a book by Simon Sinek that. Yeah,
0: that's a great one. He does a great. Yeah. Start
1: with why. And there's no other way to start,
0: by the way. Yeah. 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 I've watched the YouTube. He's done some presentations on starting with the why. It's a great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll put links in the show notes for, you know, your philosophy and then also your book. Um, and we appreciate everything you're doing, helping so many people. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: No, thank you for spreading the word and allowing people to, to have access to, to all this information, all the good information that you put out on your, work, on your podcast. It's really great. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine, and I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.